0: Build off of more than just a desire. You need hope. (laughs) Lots of it. It's gonna take movement, faith, having right conversations with like-minded people. Come be elevated in your thinking with me. It is Talks with Erica. Hi, Dr. Caroline. Good. Thank you so much for meeting with me. I'm so excited to talk about your new book.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited too. Have you seen what it looks like? yes
0: i've ordered it actually and you may not believe me but i listen to your podcast every morning when i'm on the treadmill yes
1: oh thank you you. wonderful i'll tell my team that's really nice to get the feedback so thank you i hope they've helped you good to meet you
0: it's such a pleasure to meet you the first question i would love to start off with is uh dr caroline what is stress and what does it do to your body
1: well stress is actually something positive stress actually is a way um, it it puts our body and our mind into a very focused state so that we can actually function more efficiently so it's a, a whole lot of different neurophysiological so brain and i've got some models here brain and body responses to help us to be able to function at a higher level stress also impacts the mind which is not the brain and helps you to be much more cognitively fluent and flexible so it's a very good thing but because it is we feel it because it actually activates what we call the hpa axis which is the hypothalamic hyperpetuity thalamic axis we feel that in in our in ourselves in our body and in our mind so sometimes we can think mm. oh gosh you know this is this is not so it's not you know, the way we respond, we don't always know what to do with that response. But what we need to recognize is that from the moment you open your eyes to the time you go to sleep, you are responding moment by moment to every experience that you're having. So whether it's the text, the phone call, the conversation, the relationship issue, the business issue, the whatever issue, you are responding Every few sec, every, literally every second, your mind is working and responding. So stress is getting us into the state of being able to be very mm-hmm. focused mentally and physically and to give the best response. The issue wow. is that if we don't manage stress properly, then stress, you know, if we, if, we, if we misread it and we don't manage our mind, then instead of stress keeping us sharp and alert, it, it actually swaps and becomes the opposite and works against us. And then we become foggy and we battle to think and and then all these different neurophysiological responses will work against us instead of for us so basically stress is is a response to prepare our mind and our brain and our body to deal with whatever we're dealing with and if our mind is messy then the stress doesn't work for us it works against us and 1400 neurophysiological responses will end up working against us instead of for us but if we manage our mind if we clean up the mental mess and manage our mind moment by moment we can make those 1400 neurophysiological responses work for us and one example would be like the if if you see that uh, if you see the, the the situation as something you can't handle if you feel like oh this is terrible uh, or you get irritated or frustrated so messy in any way, then for example, one of those one of those responses could be that you're the blood vessels around your heart constrict and when they constrict you have less blood flow and oxygen to your brain and as soon as you've got less blood flow and oxygen coming into your brain i've got some props here then the the front part of your brain doesn't work as well and you'll become more impulsive and your decision making and wisdom will decrease so we always think stress is bad but stress is only bad depending on your mental mess if your ma- mind is under control and being managed then stress will work for you
0: I love that. And just like your book, cleaning up your mental mass. When I even think about the topic, like your, like really taking ownership that, hey, we need to clean up our mental mass. I love the topic because you could have said cleaning up the mental mass, but it's a form of ownership in your book, you know, like, hey, I'm going to own that. I need to grow and evolve. And so in your book, I believe you have like five steps, right? To cleaning
1: up. Is it five, I believe? Yes. So I I like the fact that you notice the "your" very important because agency and autonomy is very important because so many many times when people feel their mind is out of control, it's because they feel like they don't have control. And although we don't have control over the events and circumstances of life, we do have control over how we respond. And that response is based on our mind and how we're managing our mind. So um, the five steps are called a neurocycle and. They basically come from nearly four decades, 38 years of research working on what is the mind, what is the brain and understanding the difference and then the relationship between the two because the mind is not the brain. They separate but inseparable. And so I've been studying and researching and doing clinical trials and work clinically for in my practice for 25 years, and with all different kinds, people in from medical professions, every profession, people, kids, adults, uh, those with learning issues, those who could cope really well, every socioeconomic st- status, people with traumatic brain injuries, in other words, across the spectrum, I work with people in order to be able to uh, really understand this concept of what is mind. And if you've got to renew our mind and capture our thoughts, what does that mean? What is a thought in the first place how do you capture a thought what are you capturing you know what is a memory you know what is and so that, this this book basically is a summary of all of this work the first half explains about the mental health system and how it's going wrong and the science that I do they have done the clinical trials showing that when you clean up your mental mess with the five steps you can actually manage anxiety and depression and so on by an improvement of by 81% you, you become 81% more empowered to manage anxiety and depression which is phenomenal no medication medication doesn't help this is mind so mind management so these steps are very they're very simple and i in the second half of the book i explain the five steps and i explain how it works and the whole science of the five steps And then I go on to give lots and lots of applications and examples like, for example, for dealing with toxic traumas from the past or toxic habits that we have, or if you want to build a new habit or, you know, if you find yourself ruminating a lot or people pleasing or overthinking or, you know, uh, trying to um, imposter syndrome and, and getting irritated and all these things that we all do to a certain extent all the time, dealing with arguments, dealing with frustrating family members or whatever it is that can throw us off, how to get those under control. So they have very meticulously researched over 30 years. So even though they're five steps, every single step has been meticulously worked out. What is it? what is happening in the mind, what's happening in the brain, what's happening in the body. So when you do them, you are driving your neuroplasticity of the brain. You're actually driving how the brain is changing, which is quite powerful. You can actually drive changes in the brain and you can drive changes in the body. So you're using your mind, your wise mind, you're made in God's image wired for love, mind and brain and body to actually then fix up the messy mind. Because we actually have two minds. We have our wise mind, and we have our messy mind or where we are experimenting, we be thinking, feeling, and choosing in response to life and sometimes getting it right and sometimes making and getting it wrong, and then we get it right, then we get it wrong. So it's kind of experimentation. So capturing of our thoughts is to help us to actually deal with that, you know, catch that thought because maybe they, maybe your experiment didn't work and you didn't respond the best way. And instead of building a healthy thought, you built a toxic thought. So that's essentially what the the five steps will achieve. And if you want to link it into the spiritual side, uh, it's if we're told to bring all thoughts into captivity. Now, that's a tall order because it's not just one thought now and then. It's all thoughts. And we are constantly during the day building thoughts. So what I mean by building thoughts with our mind, which is not our brain. The brain is the physical part. Our mind is separate from the brain. And it's kind of a gravitational field, which is pure science around the brain. And that's your so you've got your own gravitational field, and I've got mine. And we experience that, to give an example of what that feels like, if you walk past someone, and you get that like shock from, you know, sometimes you brush against someone, you get like that electrostatic shock, that shows that you have this field around you. And it's unique to you. And also another example is let's say that you are in such a happy mood, and then you go and you sit and get in a conversation, all they're doing is complaining about this and about that and this, and you come away from the feeling actually quite depressed. That's an example of their gravitational fields generated from their thoughts. And um, because they, they 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 their fields built the thoughts and then that's created this whole um, energy force that literally hits you and it makes you feel awful. So it's like little photons, like a little paintball gun shooting at you. So it's very real. So the brain and body are one percent and the mind is 99%. And the mind is is, is operates on a conscious level like now we're awake. And that's only awake when you're awake, your conscious mind, and then you have your non conscious mind, which is awake 24 seven. And that's where all your thoughts, which are like look like trees, from every experience you've ever had, like I said, right at the beginning, we, we experience and then we build these into thoughts in the brain. All of them that you've experienced right from at a certain time in the womb, right up till now, all stored in your brain in tree forms, like these huge forests, and in the gravitational fields around your body, and they changing all the time, and they're coming up and down from the non-conscious to the conscious mind. The non-conscious mind's awake 24/7. It's that spiritual part of you, and it's the part of you that's infinite and massive. And in the middle of the non-conscious mind, and all this will make now make the five six make more sense. In the middle of this huge forest of the non mind, and the, the forest of the, the physical forest in the brain we have our wise mind which is our wide in god's image mind our wide for love mind which is for survival love is survival and so we basically are geared towards survival so when we have a toxic issue we don't deal with it everything in our body will give us signals that listen there's pain in your heart there's pain in your gut there's you know to, to tell you that there's something But that's physical signals. And then you'll get emotional signals like frustration and worry and anxiety. Those aren't illnesses. Those are warning signals of an underlying cause that something's going on, that one of the trees in your forest is a toxic tree and you need to deal with it. So that's the basic. Principle and, and the five steps of the neuro cycle enable you to listen to those warning signals, the anxiety, the depression, the feelings in your body, that uneasiness, the irritation, the whatever, though it enables you to tune into those in order to be able to capture the thought and to renew it. And so capturing the thought is gathering awareness of that thought and renewing it is is, is the pro- renewing is the process of of um, embracing processing and reconceptualizing it. So it's what is this? Why am I doing this? What is the reason behind it? And This whole tree is going to be the reason behind it. So now I'm going to explain that in another way and then link it into the fire into the five steps because it'll make a lot more sense. So let's take a healthy thought. So this is a toxic thought. This is a healthy thought. As you can see, both have got branches and roots so like a tree has that so as I'm speaking now as you introduced me you sowed sowed a seed a seed in inverted commas as I'm speaking and you're asking me questions you are growing all the listeners and viewers are taking all these sound waves and, and electromagnetic light waves which are my voice and the images and through your mind this brilliant mind which is around you, you are thinking, feeling and choosing and pushing that through the brain. And the brain in response is building a physical substance made of proteins inside your brain, which is holding my words, and you're doing this at 400 billion actions per second. So you are building these thoughts. So all day long in response to every experience, you're building these thoughts, some like this, some like this. And these are the ones that cause the problem, because they are they go against survival, love is survival. So The way our body's been designed by God is that when we have a virus like COVID or something, our immune system is sent to fight it. The same thing with a toxic thought, our immune system recognizes a toxic thought like an undealt with trauma, a toxic habit, um, a pattern of thinking that's just keeping you stuck. It recognizes it in the same way as a virus. So it's causing brain damage and damage to our mind and damage to our body. So the signals that we need to pay attention to are telling us, hey, fix this. This is going against survival. So the very first, the first step is to train yourself to self-regulate, to gather awareness of the signals. So it's gather. Gather means you've got control. You're, empo- you're getting empowered. It's a pathway to empowerment. Renewing your mind, capturing thoughts is, is teaching you empowerment. It's teaching you to take that gift of think, feel, choose, I labor for you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. It's teaching you how to do that. Um, and so this is really what I'm telling you now, the five steps of the neurocycle are the science of how to Capture a thought and renew it. Okay, so this is the science of that. Um, And we're doing this, we do this all day long. So during the day, as I said, we think feel, choose and build thoughts. At nighttime, we sort out the thoughts that we built. So if we're supposed to capture all thoughts, how many thoughts do we build in a day? anything from 8,000 and maybe more. And then we, that, then while we're building those thoughts, the other thoughts we've got in our mind are, our non mind are popping up because we, we view the current situation through the eyes of the past. Like right now as I'm talking, all kinds of things are popping up into your mind and the listeners and viewers, I'm triggering all kinds of things. And that's all the thoughts or experiences in these thought trees that are, and all the little branches are memories and the little roots are memories. And that those thoughts with all their memories are popping up with all the emotions and the data, and then they go back down. And so that's a lot of stuff happening. There's stuff you're building and there's stuff that's popping up and down. And capturing all thoughts means the ones you're building, how are you building them, plus the ones that are popping up and down. What is informing the building process? So, and then you got to check, okay, well, This is what's informing the building process. That's okay. That's not okay. I need to deal with this. I need to capture that and change that. And then also maybe your reaction in the moment is you get totally irritated and you're getting upset and getting whatever and imposter syndrome or people pleasing or something. You need to capture that because otherwise you're going to build that in your brain. So I'm talking about constantly being in control of this process. So the neurocycle, and we're going to get to it in a moment, is help helps you in the moment by moment, and it helps you deal with the big stuff. So you kind of do it all day long once you understand what to do, and it's very simple. And then you also take allocated time during the day, and I recommend morning uh, for around about 15 to 45 minutes. And then you work daily through the five steps to work on one toxic issue at a time. And when that's finished, you work on the next one. And that cycle is 63 days, because it actually takes 63 days to, to, form, to, to create a habit that informs behavior change. So a lot of the time, people don't stick with it long enough. They give up after two or three days or four days or seven days. And then they wonder why they're not changing. You've actually got to go for three cycles of 21 days to change. All right. So let's say now that you've got this toxic, you you notice that you're feeling depression and you're feeling depressed quite a lot of the day and you're feeling anxious and just like just not right and on edge. And so you don't get scared of that. You don't think, oh, I'm a big sinner or have shame or condemnation Never feel bad about those emotions. Those emotions are messengers, and if you feel bad and think it's all bad and say it's a sin and bad and try and suppress, you're going to get worse because they are, they go against survival. Remember the COVID virus example. If you keep them, the brain and body suffer, and the mind suffers. It goes against the love design. Mm-hmm. So you pay attention, you embrace them, you're thankful for them because, and you shift your perspective. And now that means that if you if you pay, if you embrace them in this way of, of seeing them as it's okay. It's okay to feel depression. You're human. You're having a response to an adverse circumstance. You're not a bad person. You're not depression. You're going through something that is manifesting as depression. So you need to give yourself permission to experience the emotions, gather awareness of them. Like you pick apples off a tree. Think of a big tree that's filled with apples, so full of apples that if you just go up to it and bump it, all of the apples fall on your head. You don't want that. You don't want to feel overwhelmed. You want to stand back and choose the apples and control the picking. That's the first step. So gather awareness of your signals. What are they? First apple, what are my emotional warning signals? And then what are my physical warning signals? Mm -hmm. So emotional like depression or anxiety or whatever, however however many. Physical could be heart palpitations, adrenaline through your gut, tension in your shoulders, GI symptoms whatever gather awareness gather awareness of your behaviors what are you saying what are you doing how are you functioning at work what is what's your relation you know how's this impacting your relationships so you're getting information you're gathering awareness you can't fix what you're not aware of so you, but it's in an embracing way, a very non-threatening way, a very accepting, non-judgmental, non-guilty way. And then you gather awareness of your perspective, you know, how you see life, because this shows you your perspective. And so you're just objectively anal- gathering awareness. Then you move into reflecting, which is basically analyzing, like a detective, ask, answer, discuss. Then you write down your reflections and then like literally pouring your brain on paper, then you check your reflections through a recheck process. And then you create a little action that can then conclude that process that you can use during the course of a day. And you do that daily for 15 to 45 minutes. As I said, by 21 days, you would have embraced process and reconceptualized redesigned the tree into something healthy with the toxic has now become gold leaves in here. It's your story. It's Jesus rising with the wounds in his hands. Okay, So it's that kind of a concept. And then in the moment, you can do you can also do it very quickly in the moment, in the five or 10 seconds. So let's say that you have an argument with someone and you've got to go and, or you something bad happened just before we did this podcast or something like that, and you've got to get your head on. You know how we say, I've got to gather my wits. I've got to get my head on. I've got to get this together. You can use the five steps in that situation where you gather yourself so that it doesn't affect what you've got to do next or doesn't affect how you view the situation. So it teaches you to constantly self-regulate. That's really renewing your mind. That's real prayer. That's essentially what I'm teaching.
0: That is so powerful. And Dr. Caroline, one thing I love about your teaching is 100% science-based. And it's so encouraging, like you're not just pulling this information out. These are really factual facts that can change our lives from the inside out. And personally, as we're talking about your new book, I think I have every book of yours. I'm almost done. Yes. And so I want to encourage anyone that's listening. Dr. Caroline has a book titled Think learn and succeed i highly recommend any book that she's written it's it is so powerful i have my little little note here because i'm it's
1: wonderful
0: it's amazing and i love what you said about neuroplasticity because a lot of people believe that every thought is theirs and they believe that, okay, these are my thoughts. So can you dive into a little bit of, about what what does it mean to change your brain as far as neuroplasticity? Like what is the pure definition for anyone that's new, that's listening and they're like, okay, what is that exactly?
1: Okay, so neuro means brain plastic means to change. And yeah. I do explain it really nicely in my, most, in my latest book. It's just really all comes, everything you've just asked me, we've been discussing yeah. all in this in this newest book, which is on pre-order at the moment with amazing pre-order bonuses, as you know. So thought is a real thing. And it, as I explained, it's these these trees with all these branches with and yeah. that's the urgent story. And then that would be the perspective and that would be how your, your behaviors and emotions. So these thoughts, um, when you say thoughts are not yours, every thought is the result of experience. Yeah. But we don't always... Um, think and feel and choose and build the thoughts in the best best way. So we create a mess. So these would be the mess, the mental mess, the toxic thoughts. So we need to capture these and and renew those into these. So we need to dive into our wise mind to see how we've to clean up our messy mind so mm-hmm. it's not that our thoughts are on from us every thought we create no one can create a thought in your head that's very important to understand no one can get in your head and create a thought people can influence you but you can still choose to block that so what you choose to listen to and allow in that lands up being a thought whatever you choose to listen to means that you're going to think feel and choose as soon as you think feel and choose what you're doing all the time you're going to build it into your brain but if you think feel and choose and you decide that information i don't I don't want to hear that I don't want that in my life then you actually the thought you would build will be that's not truth for you you're not mm-hmm. going to you're not going to access you're not going to access that and use that in your life where people get kind of muddled up when we, there's a lot of sort of Teaching and it's kind of, it's not incorrect, but the way people explain it is a little bit incorrect and confusing. When people say that that's not your thought, or those thoughts are lies. It, it is in a sense a lie, but it's something that you built, and it was in the moment that was what your reality was. But it's toxic, so it's not sustainable. You know, it's creating a brain issue and brain health issues. So you want to capture that thought and re- and embrace process and reconceptualize through the five steps. Okay, so that's extremely important to understand. So neuroplasticity is this process where you use your mind to change your brain. So your mind is this gravitational field. The science, the science explanation of the mind is it's and people have won the Nobel Prize for the work on gravitational fields. So all of us, as I explained earlier, um, and that's filled with these waves of love, literally. And these would be love waves and these would be very erratic, toxic waves. Um, and when we use our mind our thinking feeling and choosing we send this energy through the brain and here's a bigger model of the brain so thinking feeling choosing moves through the brain and the brain responds by changing that's neuroplasticity and what changes you build these thoughts or you add another branch or you take a branch away or you convert this into that that's all neuroplasticity you changing the brain with your mind and and these are the thoughts that that if we listen to them the toxic thoughts we're going to in those toxic patterns, those toxic patterns that affect make us feel stuck and depressed and anxious and affect our relationships and our functioning, etc. So that's why we need to capture those thoughts, embrace them and capture them and reconceptualize them through the neurocycle.
0: That is so good. I know my time is almost up, but for anyone that's listening, we are discussing Dr. Leif, um, very brand new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mass. I highly, highly recommend for you to read um, pre-order. It is um, releasing March 2nd and I. It's, it's so many benefits. Can we talk a little bit about that? Like if, if, if people pre-order your book, like what is, what
1: is some benefits that is added to that? Well, in the, in the um, pre-order, you'll get a month access to my NeuroCycle app, which is literally me giving you therapy, walking you through the NeuroCycle, holding your hand, teaching. So it's great. It's a great um, accompaniment to the book. And then you also get, um, in addition to that, there's a three week book club where I teach you all these concepts and how to neurocycle and how to in different examples. I have examples in here, for example, of how to deal with toxic tra- toxic thought patterns and how to deal with trauma and how to deal with like big trauma, like a like abuse and the, you know the repetitive traumas like bullying and how to break down toxic habits like maybe you always get irritated or you get frustrated or you've got these things about yourself that shame or whatever that that is blocking you and then also how to build good habits you know we want to build positive habits into our life so that's how to do that how to brain build and there's lots of little hacks because those things I've just described, you want to do over 63 days because it takes 63 days to form uh, a habit to create behavior change. And then I've also got the NeuroCycle Life Hacks, which is lots of in-the-moment stuff. So the, the app, the free month to the app enables, it's, it's like walking you through it. You also get a three-week book club where I explain it. Um, there's a chapter for kids, how to use NeuroCycle for children. How do you, There's an extra there's a workbook, downloadable workbook. Then there's access to some bonus, um, lots of like really great productions on- and um, very, very good food based organic um, brain products, etc. So there's a lot of bonuses that will really facilitate the process. And I wanted to show you just very quickly what's really nice is in the book, we've got some colored pages and images. This is these, these are little brains, and these show what's happening inside the brain, when the brain responds, because the mind is working through the brain and the brain responds So these colors show how the, the brain is responding to the mind. And for example, that blue shows someone who's really depressed. This was in my my, my research, my clinical trial in the, exper- in the in the experimental group. And they were then they were really depressed, giving up very suicidal, wanting to give up on life. And they did the neuro cycle every day for 21 days. And the and the gray shows that their brain stabilized and normalized. So at the beginning of the study, they were saying, I want to give up. I'm just, I am depression. Kind of that was their identity. By the end of 21 days, they were saying, I am not. Depression, I feel depressed because of. And by 63 days, that I feel depression because of, and now I know why, and now I know how to manage it. By 63 days, their behavior was changing. So they were able to sleep, their relationships were improving, they knew what to do when they felt, you know, and that was using the neurocycle in, in, in the form, which is all the content in this book. So these nice colored pictures as well to make it easy to understand.
0: That is amazing. And before we close, I just want to highlight something that you said in your book that I thought was powerful, you um, communicated over caring and over responsibility as a trauma response, and often comes from a place of wanting to control the uncontrollable, the past future outcomes. Remember, you do not, you are not responsible for everyone. I mean, this is so powerful. There are emotions and all outcomes. Give yourself permission to rest, let go of what is not your security and set boundaries can we dialogue into that just a little bit
1: absolutely so um essentially what we what we need just just quickly read the one that last section again I want to emphasize that quickly
0: of Uh, course of course let me um I have so many quotes here um the last part give yourself permission to rest let go of what is not yours to
1: carry and set boundaries this is Essentially, I want you to read that again, because give yourself permission. We don't give ourselves permission to experience, especially in religious environments. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's very much, you know, you've got to be, you know, you've got to show that you're using you, you've got faith, whatever. That's not what Jesus did in the garden. Jesus gave himself permission to get into the garden and embrace his emotions and what he was going to go, what he was feeling with the, with the job that he had to do with what he had to face. And that's what we need to do. We need to give ourselves permission. So that's the one thing I wanted to emphasize there. Mm-hmm. Also, when you other people that are going through stuff, we are there to support if you think of Jesus in the garden he turned to his disciples and said can you not be with me for but an hour he didn't ask to take them to take over what he was doing because no one can fix you no one can take over what you've got to sort out but you do need the support of your community no one can fix you so if a therapist or a person or a pastor or counselor is trying to fix you they're doing the wrong thing they've overstepped a boundary um, so that's just to be aware of that and then when you are helping other people you must also bear that in mind that you can't fix them but you can can support them and it's done through as much kindness and love as possible and you and you immerse. and I talk about that in here how and how you can you know how you can do that but it's like it's essential it's just immersing people in, in kindness and validating their experience and then helping them to progress forward and that's what's really nice to give people okay why don't you try a neurocycle because then you're giving them constructive tools to be able to move forward so this is not replacing therapy this is enhancing therapy it's not replacing another technique it's basically enhancing what, whatever you do. So it's, it's quite okay to put up boundaries. You need to, because if you are absorbing another person's pain, it's going to basically cripple you because you can't take someone else's thing on. And that's what sometimes happens. I mean, I know I'm a mother of four. And sometimes you just, you just want to keep your children in bubble wrap and fix them and never let any pain happen when I mean, you see them in pain. And you know we can all relate to that. You don't want your loved ones to, to suffer. But you. it's like that oxygen mask example in a plane. You've got to put the oxygen on yourself before you put it on your child. And that's because that's the only way you can have true empathy is where you actually protect yourself. You're not helping anyone or developing empathy by absorbing their pain because it will break you. you. You can't carry that. What you can do is stay strong and cry with them, but not absorb that their pain into them, not let it affect you that you can't function because then you won't be of any help. Your empathy will increase when you actually protect yourself from and put up the boundaries so that you can keep perspective you know otherwise you're going to get so caught up that you won't be able to see the wood for the trees and you won't be able to give good wisdom
0: wow i am so blessed like this has been amazing dr caroline how can others pre-order your book like how can they find you follow you listen to your podcast order your new book cleaning up your mental mass like all of your handlings
1: Thank you, thank you so much. Um, they can get at cleaning. They can go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com, So the name of the book, and they can pre order wherever they order wherever they order books. You can Amazon, Barnes and know wherever you order books. But just make sure for the pre order that you register your order at cleaningupyourmentalmess.com. And so pre order wherever you get books, and then just register for the pre order bonuses. And then they can my, my um, podcast is called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. So there's lots of advice on that. And then the uh, my social media handles Dr. Caroline Leaf. And if you know obviously if you've got Instagram, you can get to everything and obviously Facebook and Twitter. And then um, my webpage is drleief dot Dr.
0: And an easy way to remember that to our listeners is that Dr. Leaf book is cleaning up your mental mass podcast cleaning up your mental mass I highly recommend it um this has been amazing also I believe your book is being published on audible right I, I believe yes, I,
1: I actually read the book so you'll hear my voice which was which is yeah that was fun it was the first time I've read one of my books but I will do that from now on yes it's also on audible and that's I think released quite soon it's also on pre-order I'm not quite sure when that's if that comes out the same day it might be within a week or so I'm not 100% sure but yes they can pre-order that as well
0: And for anyone that's listening and you're like, oh my God, this was amazing and so much wisdom. What I often do is I purchase the book and then I also purchase it on Audible and listen out loud as I read. And yeah, so I recommend any listeners, I mean, people that listen to our podcast love science and and I mean, so they're going to chew this all up, but I highly recommend order the book and also purchase it on Audible. You will be so, so glad that you did. And Dr. Caroline, thank you. I don't wanna hold you, of course. You are filled with wisdom and knowledge and I can sit here and learn from you all day, but I know your schedule is so full due to your book releasing, but thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to meet with me today. And I know there's gonna be so many people that's gonna be blessed by this.